Police One Academy is leading the way in high-quality, affordable training for officers nationwide. Your department can take advantage of more than 1,000 HD videos and 175 full-length courses in a robust learning management system. Training is certified or accepted for training credit in 35 states. Join the industry's most officer-friendly learning platform with more than 60,000 subscribers. To schedule a free demo, go to policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Thank you for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, welcome back. This is Jim Dudley. Jim, um, you know, there's all kinds of uh, dangerous drugs, narcotics, what have you uh, out there. Um, one of the things that's becoming more and more prevalent in, in terms of a threat to law enforcement is the, uh, is the fentanyl drug. It's extremely dangerous. Um, in fact, back in September of 2016, 11 SWAT cops were hospitalized after they tossed a flashbang into a, uh, an alleged stash house, and it kicked up a whole cloud of fentanyl dust. Um, and I think there was also heroin included in that, in that uh, house. Um, you know, this deadly opioid, I mean, it's really one of the, the most deadly out there. Um, it poses a huge risk to officers, to first responders. You know, there's these people who are coming to um, OD situations, um, you know, and, and rushing in to try and help people who are, are in crisis. Um, maybe they're not wearing the protective gear that they should. Maybe they're not necessarily thinking of the fact that it could be um, contracted, you know, through the skin. It's transdermal. And, um, you know, and some of these officers are going in and applying naloxone to, you know, an OD subject and potentially facing themselves maybe needing naloxone, you know, because of exposure. You know, what are the ways in which cops can protect themselves? Right. Well, I, th I think, number one, I think we're, we're entering into um, a phase of drug enforcement or narcotics enforcement that... Um, it's it's we're entering these ubiquitous scenes of scenes where where drugs are ubiquitous because there's there's little consequence to possession or use of of narcotics so uh, fentanyl the the schedule 2 drug that um, is uh, has legitimate purposes for pain control but also is um, mined clandestinely um, and it's out there on the open market it said um, by the um, the DEA to be anywhere from fifty to a hundred times more potent than heroin. So consider that right at mm -hmm. right at the get go. So I think the old days of um, doing by bus or stings or making um, possession arrests on the streets, where an officer pulls out the um, the narcotics and and fingers them on their palm to try to figure out what what they have i think those days are mm -hmm. gone that i i don't believe any officer should be handling any kind of substance anymore without um, at a bare minimum uh the gloves yeah. and probably some uh, uh, uh mask a face mask yeah i think that type of field testing is kind of gone the way of the dodo that's 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 no longer a viable strategy you know it's certainly not one you can sustain Right. No, I mean, you know, the, the classic uh, Hawaii Five-0, uh, McGarrett sticking his wet finger in the bag and tasting it and saying, yeah, it's 100% pure China, white, go book them, Dano, right? I, I think those days are definitely, <laughs> if they ever existed, nobody's doing that in their right mind. Um, but handling street narcotics, officers should be very aware of it, uh, the, the fact that it can be uh, absorbed through the hand, inhaled, um, or otherwise um, 
through skin contact be absorbed and, and the officer may not realize it until um, the, the real harmful effects are materialized. Right. They start feeling the, the narcotic effect of the drug actually coursing through their veins. They, you know, they have those, you know, kind of drug addled, you know, um, I don't want to say hallucinations, but, you know, they, you, you begin to feel the effect of being on drugs. And that's, you know, if that's something you've never done before, that could be terrifying right right no and and like i said i think we're, we're entering into this phase of uh narcotics enforcement if you will and and um i think we're looking at um this social beliefs that uh the drug war was a bad idea and it was harmful because we put too many people in jail i think um several of the topics we've talked about on the podcast and we'll talk about later today have to do have to deal with um, these drugs that are materializing on the street. The the thousands and thousands of drug overdose deaths that we're seeing on the street, and I, I think it's no wonder that this faulty strategy of harm reduction and uh, decriminalizing, not necessarily making drugs legal, but decriminalizing them to the point where we don't put a lot of effort in the enforcement. That I think the numbers are just going to keep going up well and to your point you know you create a an environment in which um there is no penalty really at all no um consequence for possession of you know uh, small portions of whatever not fill in the blank whatever kind of drug you want to talk about here marijuana um not uh opioids of all descriptions you know the same as here we're talking about fentanyl um and then you create what you create is a vacuum, and nature hates a vacuum. Um, into that vacuum rushes, you have now a great you know demand for these narcotics, and, and where do you get the demand to be fulfilled? The suppliers, and so you're in, essentially enabling these large scale makers of you know creators of meth cooks and all of that like that. Uh, these 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 drug dealers, for lack of a better term, um, you're creating the marketplace for them. Right. I mean, you're effectively making, saying, okay, go ahead, have at it. Yeah. No, and I, and I think to answer your original question, what should officers do? What should law enforcement officers do in, in these situations? I think uh, in hand-to-hand street dealing, there there is no bare hand. I, I, I don't see a successful uh, by bust um, happening with a decoy officer with uh, the <laughs> sterile gloves on. No. But in, in handling the street drugs, if they're not packaged, um, just refuse to touch them. I mean, it, an arrest is an arrest. Who cares? Um, it, but if it means handling or sampling um, narcotics out of the question, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather give up an arrest than, than put myself or another officer in jeopardy by handling the substance. But I think in, in large uh, operations, I, I think we have to treat them like we did the old meth labs. Mm-hmm. You're going in there with SCBA equipment. You're going in there with breathers and um, gloves and the, the, the hazmat suits, basically. Yeah, I don't know the circumstance of uh, specifically whether those 11 SWAT cops in September that I mentioned, whether they were prepared for. Um, it, I would imagine, just by reading the cursory report on Police One, mm-hmm. uh, that they weren't in any kind of uh, SCBA. They weren't in any kind of protective yeah. gear. They were they were geared up for an entry and they did the entry and they did the flashbang and you know flashbang you know boom mm-hmm. and 
they go in and walk into a cloud of you know narcotics dust. Right. You know, I mean, it's, and and they wouldn't even know that it was cloud of narco- narcotics dust. No, but I think I think we're prepared. We just have to recognize it, and somebody's got to ring the bell and say, "Hey, this is a hazmat situation. Let's follow the ICS protocol. Let's get fire department out here to help mm-hmm. us with decon." And we're getting down our skivvies and getting out of these clothes until we figure out what we just experienced. Yeah, yeah. It's tough because there's so much of this stuff in even smaller quantities on the street. And you're, you're just bound to run into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you're out there on, in any major metropolitan area, you know, and I include the entire Bay Area as the one major metro. You know, it's Oakland, San Jose, San Francisco, and every town in between. Sure. Um, you know, there's so much of this stuff out there that you're just you're you're going to run into it. It's yeah. Just, it's going to happen. Yeah. And a, a side issue is going home and taking something home with you um, by way of a layer, uh, a fine layer of um, dust on your uniform or if mm. you're playing clothes, mm. if you're playing clothes and you're working in, in a na- narcotics environment, I would treat your playing clothes that you wear to work as a, a BDU type of uh, uniform and make sure that you're not sitting at the dinner table wearing that same outfit. That's a really interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, take that stuff to the dry cleaner and have it cleaned as if you would a normal, you know, uniform, right? Yeah, or chuck it. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a situation like that, you yeah. just, you know, hey, buy another pair of pants, another jacket. Uh, but as far as uniforms go, um, there's the controversy of do you come to work in your uniform and go home in it or do you change? I, my, my preference was always to change at work. Uh, have a clean uniform ready in the locker and and dump the old ones, take them to the cleaners. But um, I know a lot of uh, uh, agencies, uh, officers uh, have take-home cars. They have uh, black and whites or or other similarly marked uh, uniform vehicles that they drive home. I think um, we've got to start thinking. We've we've got to change the paradigm in our in our heads and start saying. We are working in an environment that is not safe until we know it's safe. And so let's treat it as if we're contaminated when we get home. Before we go hugging our kids, let's put on some clean clothes. Yeah. Uh, One parting thought here on Fentanyl. There's a couple of great articles on Police One. Keith Graves is one of our columnists. Uh, He's written several really good pieces on handling uh, fentanyl safely. Uh, And, you know, Keith Graves also has his own website. Uh, Go to policeone.com. Check out Keith's columns on uh, all kinds of different uh, matters related to um, battling illegal drugs. Um, One last thing, too, as we get out the door on our first uh, recorded podcast of 2017, um, email us any kind of topics ideas that you want for us to cover in this coming year. Uh, it's policing matters at police1.com. And uh, Jim and I both read those emails and we'll reply back to you. And we'll uh, very much look forward to hearing some of your ideas. Yeah, and we've had some really good ones lately. And I noticed the trend always seems to um, lead back to officer safety. And I think um, the fentanyl uh, handling um, issue really follows that trend. Go back to officer safety, uh, think about what you're taking home, and uh, be safe out there.